At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Uh, check it out now. Uh, no doubt now. Thursday morning, September 30th, 2021. It is the Beating the Book podcast, Megapod, live from the D. Our home, as always, here on the show. It's Gil Alexander, Mikey Palm, Todd Wishnev, staples of the show. Mike Palm, vice president of operations at Circus Sports, Derek Stevens, conciliary, and Todd Wishnev, one of the co-stars, of course, of Showtime's docuseries, Action. Gentlemen, Thank you, as always, for being here. And our rotating guest for the day, my co-host on the finest uh, television program there is, you know, outside of that Peyton Manning, Eli Manning thing. Uh, it is uh, primetime action. It's my buddy, Matt Brown. How you doing, Matt? Doing well, doing well. Feeling good. Coming off of a, uh, a bounce back week in week three after week two was pretty rough. So hopefully keep the uh, thing, everything going here in week four. You had a monster week with teasers galore. As many folks did, but you 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 uh, righted the ship. I believe we righted the ship on this show, didn't we? The board, Todd. What were the records last week? Yes. Uh, to give you the records from last week, uh, everybody had a good week. Even Gilly. Even Gilly had a good week. Oh, here week, we go. Even Gilly. Uh, this guy. <laughs> Gilly goes two and one to move to three and six, trying to <laughs> trying to pull things together. I will say this, Gilly is 3-0 on teasers, yeah. and that's what's most important because what person in their right mind would bet a pregame NFL game? Exactly. you gotta be you got to be a, a crazy person to do that. So Gilly hits 3-0 with teasers. Mikey Mikey goes 2-1 to move to 5-4. By the way, I will say Gil and Mikey were both extremely fortunate oh, to get the Arizona God. Cardinals minus 7.5. Why? After, <laughs> Why? Uh, I'll explain it. I'll explain it to you. You ready? Really? Here's my explanation. Okay. At 13-10, yeah. Mr. 
Urban Meyer handed the ball off to a man named Robinson eight times in a row, and he literally jammed it down their throats to go up 19-10 late third quarter. Sure. You're down nine, sure. yeah. laying seven and a half late third quarter in an NFL game. You're not supposed to cover. Okay. Would you, like you, to, would you like to point this out to him, or should I? Todd, Todd they were gifted a touchdown on that field goal attempt. A 109-yard field goal return for that's a touchdown. That's true. Wait, I'll give you that. Oh, oh that's true. Thanks. That's thanks true. That. Yeah. Wait, wait, you didn't let me finish. Now, late in the did. game, there were two backdoor touchdown possibilities that did not happen. All I'll say is, Mikey and Gilly are very fortunate people. Hashem doesn't hate them. Now, I will now go on to the record of Mikey's teasers. He is 2-1, not as good as me and Gil. And I had another 2-1 to go to 6-3 with some really solid Browns and, and the New Orleans game under. I only lost the fixed game, Green Bay and, and San Francisco. Moved to six and three and two and zero oh on teasers to be in first place. As all is well with the world. I thought you're three and zero oh on teasers. I am three and zero. Oh. You're two and one. Me and Gill are three and zero oh on teasers. Mikey is two and one on teasers. You just said two and zero. Oh, okay, so I'll give you credit there. Sorry. I'm wow. sorry. Three and zero. Oh. Matt, sorry I had to sit through all that. Apologies. Hey, I, I'm I, I like to see uh, where I'm where I'm stepping into here. <laughs> all right, circa circa million circa survivor update, sir. You know, one entry is 15-0, and 0, and this is the final week of the first quarter. Wow. One singular entry. We've never, we went back and looked, we've never had a, an entry go 15-0 and 0 over any span yeah. plus years of doing this this contest. So he, I think he leads 10 or 11 other people at 14-1. and 1. And then in Survivor, not much carnage this past week. We went from 290, uh, 2986 to 2917. We lost 69 five of who failed to submit a pick. Uh, 28 Giants. Todd Wishnev had the Ravens, and it was awesome watching him text through that final sequence. By the way, I just want to say I was I was having flashbacks to last year when the my good friend Gilly Iceman had the New York Jets against the Raiders. He needed the Raiders. No, I had the Raiders the Jets against the had, Jets. Right. He had the Raiders. The Raiders had one last play from the 45-yard line. Absolutely no chance to win the game. Absolutely no chance until the Jets decided to allow a very fast man behind the defense, score the touchdown, and Gilly went crazy. Now, I had an even crazier scenario. I think it was even crazier. I really do. Wait, which was a which was a lower win probability? Your final play for the Hail Mary or whatever, or... Fourth and 19 from the 16 right. with 36 seconds and no timeouts. Well, fourth and 19, no timeouts. Missed delay of game penalty. 66-yard field goal has never been done before in the history of the league that bounces off the crossbar and goes in. I think you probably win. As well, I don't know. Greg, Greg Williams' zero coverage had never, ever been done on the That's last true. play of a game either in the true. history of the NFL. By the way, Sammy, no one's talking about the fact that Sammy Watkins, who caught the fourth down ball, instead of uh, running out of bounds, tried to run up field yeah. and cost them about 15 seconds. And that's why they had to – it was just unbelievable that game. And Hollywood Brown dropped about 400 touchdown passes. So, anyways, if I end up winning Survivor, that will go down in the annals as one of the most unbelievable it'll scenarios. Go to, it'll go down know. in the annals as well. Anyone who had yes. Baltimore, anyone who had Baltimore who wins this thing, that will be the uh, the turning point. How many people? By the way, I also want to submit? say, uh, I'm ten and five in um in millions, which puts me tied for uh <laughs> seven, like four or five hundredth place with the long. Basically, I'm the tenth to the twenty second percentile right now in millions at ten and five. 
You you were we interrupted you. I'm sorry. What else? Uh, Twenty two didn't submit in millions, but that I was one of them. Really? I didn't submit in millions. My buddy Kasim's uh, mother died, and then my girl came into town, and I completely forgot to. Oh. I had nothing to play for anyway, so you know, big deal. Yeah, but wait, don't you want to play for the for the season long yeah, uh, losership? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I wasn't. I was. I would have gone three and two, so it wasn't oh. gonna matter. It wasn't gonna matter either way. I'm just playing for quarterlies at this point. Survivor's the okay. only thing I care about. I failed to put in we'll my start millions. caring about other things. If too. you failed to put in your survivor, you'd really be sick. Oh right? no! If I failed to put in my survivor, shoot me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. I was upset that I didn't put in Daniel Collins this morning. You should have been. <laughs> well, at least one set in, you should have been. Uh, okay, here's the deal. We start with the best bets. Oh no! First, before we do best bets, Thursday night thoughts. Another uh, non-sexy matchup on a Thursday night, but very teasable and maybe survivorable, if you know what I mean. Matt, we'll start with you. Any thoughts here? I think I already know yours, but for this audience, Cincinnati, seven and a half point favorites at home against Jacksonville tonight. How are you playing this or how have you played it already? Yeah, I mean, I've got the Bengals and some and some teasers here. I mean, I understand the defensive. I understand the defensive injuries here. Jesse, uh, Jesse Bates is going to be out for the Bengals. You also have T Higgins, who's going to be out from wide receiver standpoint. They played without him last week. Anyways, that's not going to be that crazy. Uh, Chidobe Awuze. It's going to be out as well for them. That said, they do get back Trey Waynes, so that's not that big of a loss for them in this whole thing. And, you know, look, the when we really look at this, it's just the mismatch here of defense versus offense, which I didn't think I would be saying whenever we looked at this game preseason. But the Cincinnati defense has been for real so far. I mean, you take a look, and every single one of the advanced statistics Agree. They're the fourth overall defense DBOA. They're the ninth overall defense, according to Pro Football Focus. You look at their EPA per play allowed. They're sixth in the NFL there. They're third in success rate allowed against. And, I mean, it's just really, wow. really has come together here with a team that has invested a ton in the defense, not only through the draft, but in free agency as well. They're allowing just 78 yards per, per, uh, per game running right now, 2.8 adjusted line yards. Both are top five figures in the NFL. I mean, it's just been a complete, a complete 180 from the, for this defense from what we saw last year for this Bengals team. And of course, we know just how bad the Jags' offense has been. Trevor Lawrence is the lowest graded passer in the NFL out of every single quarterback that has taken at least 25% of their snaps which means he's lower than Justin Fields and lower than Davis Mills. He leads the league in turnover-worthy plays. He leads the league in interceptions, as we know, as well. And I don't see them turning this around on a short week uh, going up against this Bengals team. So if they only have to win this by a point or a point and a half or even two, if this thing happens to get to eight before kickoff, before you listen to this and you take it down below the below the three, I still think it is a very, very, very good bet. Um, I cannot see... The Bengals losing this game outside of, of course, which we always have to say, some sort of catastrophic injury situation. But uh, this defense versus this offense is a big-time mismatch. Matt, say that. Matt, any concern? Go, so go ahead, to go. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, Matt, any concern with the fact that the Bengals did show up well on defense against Minnesota, but then the next two teams they played, Bears and Steelers, are not exactly uh, offensive barn burners? Well, you know, the, one of the things that these advanced statistics are meant to do is try to strip out, you know, a lot of the noise around that and strictly get into what they're what they're doing on the field, regardless of opponent. And so I'm actually not really all that worried about it. I mean, everything seems to point 
to this being for real. And again, I mean, Trey Hendrickson is a guy that they went out and spent a lot of money in free agency on. He's already got 15 quarterback pressures on the season as well. So he's paying dividends early for this team. So, and it's not just one way or the other. They've been good against the pass and good against the run, which typically if there's some sort of smoke and mirrors, there's like a, a way to attack a defense, but they've been eighth against the pass, second against the run so far throughout the short season. So even if they regress a little bit, even if it is a little bit not real, that still puts them kind of in the top 10 in every single aspect of the defensive uh, of the defensive side of the ball. So uh, against this Jags defense, I don't see it really rearing its ugly head here at all. I like it as a teaser leg. Makes makes all the sense in the world to me. Should I play it in Survivor is the question. Well, I think it comes <laughs> down to do you have multiple entries? And if you have multiple entries, I think you use one or two of them on Cincinnati. But I think if you have one entry, it's tough to stomach. If you go down with Cincinnati, the problem is there's really three obvious choices this week. Saints, Bills. Yeah, but and, the problem and, is they're all... Yeah, but they're can you let me fucking finish? Can you let me finish? That's what I'm going to say. Bless America. They're part of that three-game window, right? That the Bills, actually the Bills and Saints game, right? right to save. So right. I would worry, though, about using them. I mean, Matt pointed out the injuries. Jacksonville is actually healthier than Cincinnati going into this matchup. Cincinnati is not used to the role of being a favorite, expected to win the game. And then this is probably the only matchup all year where Urban Meyer won't be totally outclassed by the other sideline. I mean, David Culley made him look like Brett Bielema in week one. I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> yeah. tonight. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I sort of said before the season, like, I don't believe in, in gridding out the entire season. I want to, I just want to survive the first five or six weeks and then I'll start to map it out when I have better feeling on these teams and when I can sort of game theory it from there. So this might be one of the last weeks where I think if you have one entry left, I think you do play Cincinnati because you'll never play them again. And I know it's going to be, I think the majority of people are going to end up on Cincinnati. That's my hunch. Not the majority, but the highest percentage, let's say. Um, I don't know. I think I think this is the week where you just sort of swallow hard and take mm. them. I could regret that wildly. How about you, Todd? Are you using the Bengals and Survivor? Here's the thing. I'm very I'm, – I'm a little conflicted. Matt's making me feel better. But the Monday night football, I, you know, you can do these in-game parlays. Um, on Monday night football, when I realized very quickly that the Cowboys were going to crush the Eagles, I took the Cowboys parlay to the Bengals uh, money lines um, and because I just thought there's no way the Bengals are going to lose on Thursday night. And, of course, the Cowboys uh, crushed. And then I've been thinking about this all week. Do I want to take the Bengals, which is the only time I'm probably going to be able to take the Bengals, or do I want to take the Bills or – now, the, obviously, you have the Bills problem with the Thanksgiving San Francisco, I mean, the uh, Christmas Thanksgiving thing. I was thinking, what about Tennessee? Now, Tennessee is also one of the Christmas games, but they're at, uh, what's the game? That I was just looking at it. They are at somebody tough. Yes. Whoa, okay. whoa, you're talking What'd about you when? They're at. Oh, the, right. San Francisco. No, they're at home against San Francisco on the Christmas. Christmas. Day. So the question is, would I ever, would I, would I have the, would I risk taking Tennessee on Christmas? At home against San Francisco. If I wouldn't, maybe I take Tennessee at the Jets because I don't think the Jets can win. I don't know. What do you guys think? I want to make this point. Remember this Tennessee game where they're hosting the 49ers is the Thursday before Christmas. Yes. But it's part of right. the window. Please, please like clarify Like Richard Paul said the other day, what? That's part of it? I thought it was only the two games on Christmas. No. 
there's two three-game the window. windows. The three games on Thanksgiving, and then the Thursday night and two games on Christmas are the other three-game window. Right. And, and the, the window is Thanksgiving, Bears, Lions, Raiders, Cowboys, Bills, Saints. That's Thanksgiving window. Then the Christmas window is San Fran at Tennessee, Cleveland at Green Bay, or Indy at Arizona, which is kind of shaping up that you want to save Arizona because Indy looks like they're so bad yes. that maybe Arizona's the play on that Christmas, and then maybe you don't worry about not having the other four teams, and maybe you do use them. So what? that's another like question. Maybe you take Green Bay at home against the Steelers if you're not worried about that. Last the thing. Steelers certainly Last don't thing. Look Last thing. <laughs> the uh, the one mil for those who care about the extra one million, yeah. you have to have both Kansas City and and uh, Tampa Bay, or just one of them. Available. Use one of those two on the week final 18. week. Okay. All right. Let's do best bets. The, Let's get the only thing I would caution about the Titans this week, guys, I mean, they, they could be without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Yes. And so now you're going to be trying to get it done with Chester Rogers and Josh Reynolds and Racy McMath and stuff. And I understand they can turn around and hand it off to Derrick Henry 30 times in the game. But the one thing the Jets kind of do well is defend the run. So there's just a, at least a little bit of caution there with Tennessee. That's a, it's a fine point. What's your what's the favorite moment? Uh, your favorite moment in Chester Rogers' career, Todd? <laughs> well, it's more. I'm more of a racy McMinimum guy. Yeah. Than he was just... <laughs> All right, let's start with uh, best bets. Three either sides or totals. Matt, you're the guest. We start with you, sir. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty on board here with this Ravens team. Not only taking the point and a half or point, I guess is down to a point at this point, but also using them in teasers this week. I mean, our last memory of them is having to kick a 66-yard field goal to beat uh, a team that, you know, I think is a little bit better than people have a perception of, but the Lions, who are certainly still going to be one of the bottom six or seven teams in the NFL, if not in the bottom five. And what you do is you, you really have to dig in a little bit further into all this. Todd mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you had Hollywood Brown drop two touchdowns for sure, yes. maybe a third. Maybe even a third, depending on if he would have beaten a guy or not. This per, the perception of this team would be completely different if that would have been the case. Then the other thing, they get Brandon Williams, Justin Houston, and Justin Matabuke back. All three of those guys had to miss last week because of COVID. They're off the COVID list this week as well. Two of those guys are starters. The other guy plays over 50% of the snaps for them on defense. So now you have three guys injected back into this defense. Last week was the first week Jimmy Smith came back off of IR as well. He only played like 19 or 20 snaps. He's going to be a week healthier. He's going to play more snaps for this Ravens team as well. And then, oh yeah, they get Rashad Bateman and Miles Boykin off of IR as well in a thin receiver, in a very thin receiving core with one guy that's your supposed number one that can't catch touchdown passes. Now you get these guys added into the mix as well. On the Broncos side, it got worse. Actually, you're already without Jerry Judy. Now you're without K.J. Hamler. Bradley Chubb's already going to miss six to eight weeks. Both of their starting guards are banged up in this scenario. I think this is a really, really good bounce-back situation where this Ravens team would be favored in this game if it was if the game had played out a little bit differently last week, but they were really hamstrung given the situations here. They're still fourth overall rushing defense. I mean, rushing offense, DVOA in the NFL. They're going to sit there, rush per attempt. They're First in the league, they're going to run this ball and run this ball and run this ball. And then when you think that they lull you to sleep, he'll be able to hit something through the pass game as well. You can only play the opponents that are in front of you. I fully understand that. All credit due to the Broncos and what they've been able to do. Teddy Bridgewater has played 
out of his mind. He's second in adjusted completion percentage on the season. He's and, and he's actually changed the way he plays football. He's eighth in average depth of target. We used to think of him as just check down Charlie, who never wanted to take any chances. And instead, he's thrown more passes of 20 or more yards down the field other uh, except for two other guys. He's third in the league in 20 or more yards passes down the field. So all credit due to the Broncos and what they've been able to do. But their opponents are 0-9. Two of the th- starting quarterbacks that he's faced are rookies in Lawrence and Wilson, who are two of the worst quarterbacks we've seen in this season so far. The other, you know, it's just, I think that this is a really, really good spot for this Ravens team to get right. And again, I think that the wrong team is favored in this game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here because uh, on guessing lines last week, I, I've said this many times before. My first reactions on guessing lines are often the best reactions that I have, just me personally. And I should not, I should not dissuade later in the week from that first reaction. Last week it was Arizona. I thought it was too low against Jacksonville, despite what Todd's bullshit was earlier. That got home, should have gotten home easier. And uh, also the fact that the Chargers were six and a half point dogs against the Chiefs. That I had a lot of turnover benefit there, but that got home as an outright winner. This week for me on guessing lines, it was Baltimore, and I'll get to the next one later. But Baltimore, even before Matt said it better than I could have ever, just that whole dissertation on it. That line seems off to me. Baltimore should be the favorite, and I am all about the Ravens. And 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 I'm I've been sort of bearish about Denver the whole time anyway. And yes, they have beaten who's in front of them. But that adjustment that DraftKings made from eight and a half wins to ten and a half after they beat the Giants, a team they were supposed to beat you know, week one, and they adjusted it two games. It's still there now. They baked in apparently the next two weeks worth. I I think it's still an under on ten and a half, and I think the lo- the losses start this week. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Mikey? The Buffalo was the other game you were off on the guessing lines, right? No. Yeah, I thought you said you would make it 14. Oh, that was one, but that's yeah. not what yeah. I'm talking oh, okay. about. Yeah, it's not like I'm racing to bet the Texans. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, I get the it. Texans, but that, that was a line you thought. And Chrissy I, said he'd have made it 20 and a half. He'd have made it 20. <laughs> and it, it drifted a little towards yeah. me. Yeah. Okay, I like the Cleveland Browns minus two at Minnesota. Uh, look, Seattle was favored by two at Minnesota last week. You mean to tell me that Cleveland and Seattle are a pick on a neutral field? I don't think so. The Seattle defense is terrible. The Browns are much better. 
they'll be able to put pressure on Kirk Cousins. And I love the fact that this team can run the football when they want to run the football. Baker doesn't have to be great to win games. Because I think t between Baltimore and Cleveland, the two most dominant rushing attacks in the NFL. I thought I would have made this game three, maybe even three and a half to get it under a field goal, I think is a bargain. That's my number one pick. All right, Cleveland Browns. I wonder if Matt has that one coming up too. I happen to know what he likes no. during primetime action. Todd, <laughs> what's yours? I, I think you guys are, I mean, I don't want to take Broncos <laughs> because because of, you know, how great they've looked and how bad the Ravens looked last week. So I'll definitely stay away from it. I'm, I just, you guys, everybody just thinks Teddy Two Gloves is not the shit. And he is, he is that John Fox quarterback does not make mistakes. Matt make just the other mentioned team he's, mistakes. he's a different quarterback this year. I know. I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that you guys are willing to trust Lamar Jackson on the road in that altitude. So whatever. Elevation. I mean, yeah, and elevation. It's elevation and altitude, which is very difficult to deal with both of those at the same time. Altitude. And, uh, and now, okay, look, whatever it is, what it is. You, yeah. you guys are making me more nervous about. I'm, I'm not going to take Denver anyways, but it's just, I, I think it's interesting that you're both taking the read. I'm taking in my first pick one of my favorite coaches in the National Football League, and that is Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, you can't hold them down when they are getting four. They're going to cover that spread for you. Somehow, I don't know how they did it, but they got us home plus four and a half or four, whatever it was last week. I'm going to take Miami Dolphins minus the, what do you guys have, minus one and a half? Oh, one and a half and two, depending on where you get it. Yeah, I'll take the one and a half. Miami, <laughs> you will. Minus. Well, Matt, is it? It's two and a half at circa. Two and a half right here behind us. Matt, is it just as prevalent? One and a half as two. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. And there's two and a halves. Okay, Mike, Mike down. Thank you. Um, Miami Dolphins, and here's why. Okay, if Miami's at home and they're even teams, they should be minus three. Isn't that correct? I, I believe that the NFL, you get three points for the home field. Well, so you're Todd, Todd, I want to stop you. Not Todd, not I want to stop anymore. you because it's not the case not anymore. anymore. There's very okay, few teams fine. that get the full three. Great. I, I agree that now they've done the studies and they've showed that the home field is not really worth a three. It's really worth a .75 or whatever the hell. The bottom line is they're saying the <laughs> Dolphins and the Colts are very similar teams here. That's what they're saying. The Colts stink, my friends. The Colts stink. Okay. The quarterback they have has no ankles, and even if he did have both ankles, he stinks, okay? I'm tired of this nonsense. I used to love Frank Reich. I don't like what he's doing. That was a game they should have covered easily. Thank God they didn't because I had a Tennessee in millions. They should have covered that game easily last week. They couldn't do it. I am totally not enamored with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, granted, the Dolphins are not good on offense. Granted, I'll give you all that. But they are good on defense, and they have a very good coach. And now you're only asking him just to win the damn game, basically? Give me the freaking Dolphins. The Dolphins are better than the Colts, period. So I'm taking the Dolphins as my number one pick with my song, and that's that's all I'm going to say about it. So I don't care what you guys think. Todd, you know you mentioned Gil and I are lucky that we covered with the Cardinals. How about you with the Dolphins? You don't I just mention... said in my song, Mikey, in my oh, song, I said, I don't know how we covered. We didn't deserve it at all. That was the most fortunate cover of all time. You didn't start the show I, with that, no. though, I noticed. No, the lead was no, Lucky Gill and Lucky Mike. Yeah. 
I'll tell you why I didn't start the show. The only person who had the Dolphins was Wes Reynolds, not me how did or West, you guys. How did Wes do, by the way? Two and one and won the teaser. Okay. We all did the that, same, all everybody. The same. If I was going to review Wes, I would say he was very fortunate with Miami. He won the Browns, and he lost the Jets. I only say the fortunate stuff when it's important. Mateo, number two, sir. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm with Mikey. I really like the Browns this week against the against the Vikings. I, I I have this one and a half in the account. I'm fine with the two as well. Doesn't really matter to me. I mean, what we're getting here is a completely different animal coming in in this Browns defense than anything that Kirk Cousins has seen so far. And look, Kirk Cousins has been phenomenal. He has been way better than any version of Kirk Cousins that we've seen in the past. Yeah. But you are now getting a defensive line coming in here that's going to create all kinds of havoc on this guy. And this offensive line that he has in front of him is not that good. It just hasn't been exposed yet. Well, that's what the Browns are really, really good at. And that's the way they built this team is to come in and disrupt these passers and control the game on the ground. Like Mike said, I mean, that, that one of the first things in this it, a Browns bet is never going to do for you is you're never going to feel completely comfortable with it because they're not that team that's going to go out and start throwing the ball all over the yard and get up, you know, 27 points or something like that to where you just cruise to victory. You're going to have to understand when you got that Browns ticket that you're probably going to be sweating it until the end pretty much every single time because that's just how this offense is built. They're one of the few run-first offenses still in the NFL, but they're really, really good at it. They built an offensive line that makes them dominant in the run game. They are the number one run block win, win rate and number one pass block win rate lead, uh, team in the NFL. They are early down success, second overall in the NFL right now. They are really getting it done with what they have built this team to do. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to really start to feel that pressure. And one of the things we've seen with Kirk Cousins, you give him a clean pocket, he will pick you apart. He's done it so far this season. He has been phenomenal. But you put pressure in Kirk Cousins' face and he starts making bad decisions. He starts throwing the ball up. He starts getting strip sacks and he starts throwing interceptions. And that is what's going to happen when Miles Garrett and company come into the uh, dome this weekend. I, I, short of a field goal, I think is, is really, really a bargain on this Browns team. I have them much, much higher power rated than the Vikings in, in my power personal power rankings here. So love the Browns this week. Who do you have one, two, three, four, and five in yours, in your power rankings, man? Uh, Rams, Bucks, Chiefs, and I think currently have the the Browns at four. Ooh, okay. I have I have yeah. to do this for our show. Yeah. Odds on every Thursday. Odds on. I have Browns number one. Browns, Rams, Bucks, Bills, Chiefs. No, bills, I have Bills. Yep. What so about I have Bills? bills. <laughs> yep, yep. yep. I have the Bills. I have the Bills above the Browns. That's yeah. right. So Browns are five. Yeah. Huh. All right. Mikey, number two. The Detroit Lions. That's my number oh, two. Wow. That was the that was the one on guessing lines. You guys are gonna both get burned before you guys make these official picks, I'm oh, telling you God. right now. Be why, careful. Why? There's an injury we don't know about? If what we, are you talking Matt, about? Todd, if we cured cancer, you'd be <laughs> like, Oh, I wouldn't have cured that if I were you. Oh, not no, you. No, I would guys. say either you were fortunate to cure cancer that's or right. unfortunate to cure that's, cancer. That's right. Sometimes you're fortunate to cure cancer. I think uh, you know, Matt mentioned earlier the lines are better than people believe they are they really are yeah. and they're building a team through the draft this is a good offensive line I was just about to say i this, love the offense this is line. a good offensive line yes. they've moved the ball now the only thing that stopped them in the first half in green bay was some mysterious 
holding call. They scored every time they went up. Now, when the rains came, it was like, you know, golf was the wicked, wicked witch of the West, and he melted a little bit. But I don't like this Bears team. I watched that whole game with Cleveland. I mean, they're criminally inept on offense, criminally inept. Maybe the problem is Nagy. Maybe the problem wasn't Trubisky. Maybe the pro I mean. So not to not to step on yours, but just to get in yeah. one of because I, I won't dump, duplicate. Could it be, and this is part of the handicap for <laughs> me as well, that Dan Campbell is the better coach here over Matt Nagy? Who do, who, well, who would I you? I think Anthony Lynn is the better coach. Anthony Lynn's a better coordinator. He failed managing games because he didn't understand concept. He'd get these leads and he'd do these crazy things. When he just has to be a play caller, he's much better. Betting truth serum as Detroit backers, would we rather see Andy Dalton or Justin Fields? No, I would rather see Justin Fields. Me too. He's oh, lost. Sure. He's too. totally lost. But why can't they get him some easy completions? He's 6 of 20 in a league where everybody's 70%. So that's the part, right? That's the yeah. that's the naggy part. How is it that you can just leave him back there and he gets sacked nine times and you can't – they got one net passing yard. One. How can you not figure out – if you're such an offensive genius, give him something of confidence – I don't understand how he couldn't coach his way out. How about that? a bootleg to the tight end? They were doing this in preseason. They were rolling him out and all this, and he was moving the ball. I know it was preseason, but now they're just going to let him sit there in the pocket and get crushed. Todd, why do you think we should be worried? I just think you should be. I mean, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying, and I think the Bears stink. Um, the thing is, the Bears did handle the Bengals at home defensively. So they, they, they didn't allow the Bengals the, – the, the way they won that game was they got a bunch of interceptions and they didn't do anything on offense. So I agree with you on that. And I just would stay away from the game, especially because the Bears got whooped really bad last week and the Lions had this almost win. So everyone's going to be like, wow, the Lions could do it. Now you're asking them to do it on the road? I, I don't know. That just sounds a little scary. The saying. Bears' defense was good. I'm going with my guessing lines first mm. instincts. That Those serve me well. Okay. So I'm putting, you, I'm putting you guys – you guys are both down for Lions plus two and a half? Yeah, we're plus three, Todd. Plus we're going to take Todd. three. We're going to take Wait three. A second. No, we're not waiting. No second. If you get two in Miami, Matt, one and a half, Matt, it's two and a half. Matt, What's the consensus? Matt, it is, there, there are a lot of threes still. There. A lot of, a lot of threes. Todd, that's, Myriad you, threes. That's the only way you're winning this, Todd. Is it, it is. Shading all the lines well, in your come. favor and those oh, against here us. It's the only way. that is... I see Very exactly what you're doing. Finally, someone no, else sees this. It's ridiculous. No, it's not. I'm going to give you guys the three because Matt Brown is going to come to your rescue. That's fine. Okay. Number two, Todd. Uh, now, I'd like my second pick, thank you. Yes. Okay. You guys are done attacking me unfairly. Um, okay. I would like to take the Panthers-Cowboys game under. under 52. You knew that was coming. I knew, knew it. it. He knew it. And here's the thing. I've been watching the the um, I don't know if you guys watch these after I watch all the games in the boxes you know the eight box on Sunday a lot of times I don't feel like I have full coverage of every game yeah. so what I like to do is I like to watch those shortcuts on the um, on the direct TV where you can watch the whole game in like 29 minutes it just goes play 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 it's really interesting because you get to see like certain teams for instance New, New England can't get any space at all when the wide receivers are out Pittsburgh no space at all for the wide receivers. They might complete a 20-yard pass, but it's like a miracle that they get it. And then there's the other teams like Arizona Cardinals. Guys are just wide open. I mean, they just throw them. There's nobody within a mile of it. So I, I really like to, to watch that to get a real feel for the things that I missed. Mm -hmm. And I missed the entire um, the entire uh, Saints-New uh, Orleans game, but it did give me a, 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 an insight on the Saints. The Saints aren't that good on offense. They're good on defense. But anyways, the Panthers played the Saints. 
and played very well on defense. I think the Panthers are a defensive football team, and I think Matt Rule knows that he doesn't want Darnold to do anything too crazy. He just has to keep him game managing. He needs to run the ball. He needs to play good defense, which they've played all season long. They've played very good defense. I don't know what their DVOA is, but I'm sure it's in the top 10, Carolina defensively. I think they've played very good on defense. Everyone's going to watch the Cowboys from Monday night and say the Cowboys are an unstoppable offense and they're going to score a million points. Now, granted, the Cowboys look fantastic on offense, but they're also going to run the football a lot. And to get to 52 in an NFL game, you need both. Somebody wants to throw the football a little bit. So I think this is going to be a running game, a lot of ground stuff. I think Rule's going to try to slow the game down. And I think that's why I want under 52, especially after we just saw a huge scoring game for Dallas. I think this game's going to slow down, and I want Oh, there it is, an official podcast. Todd's uh, thing just uh, – Plus, Todd, you get the big advantage of Mike McCarthy doesn't like to score in the last two minutes. That's important. Can, yes. we, can we talk about that for a second? Because sure. – so we're doing – Matt and I are doing primetime action with our buddy Kelly Bidlin. We do it every night on MSG Plus, 7 p.m. Eastern. Please tune in. We have a blast. Uh, so we're not we're multitasking. We're not like completely immersed in a football game like we otherwise would be if we're just at home watching. That said, um, the Mike McCarthy thing was interesting because Peyton Manning was going crazy. Um, our own Michael Lombardi going nuts about it. Mitch Moss. Okay. <laughs> Bingo square for Mikey. What there's a certain nu- there's a certain nuts listener yeah. who who keeps track of every time I mention you on nu- the nuts. And I had an 11 show streak oh. of every time you yeah. reference a numbers game or Gil. <laughs> oh, really? I do. Oh, I okay. do. Because right. I listen every morning I before the show. I heard you use clock block this morning and didn't <laughs> give me proper credit. <laughs> so, so the point of the moment, Mike McCarthy is, when he had two... He ran a whole segment called No Hyperbole, which is <laughs> yeah. a rip off of my grievances. Of course. Goyam grievances. Credited. They were going to call never, it Goyam grievances. The guy never credited me. Ran some Bruh. kind of, you know... Don't even get me don't even get me started. Okay, back to Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. So when he had the two timeouts left, I think you guys are right, right? If he uses the first one at a minute 30, yes, he should stop the That's clock fine. there. That's fine. But the whole thing about when he had one timeout let and there were 50 seconds left and everybody's killing Mike McCarthy for that, I just don't get the outrage. Well, let me ask you this. Don't you think that Sar- uh, uh, the coach for the Eagles, he has to punt? We don't know that. We don't yeah, know I, that. I believe that there's a much greater chance he's going to punt with a minute left than with 20 seconds left. I, I believe that. I thought it was worse that Philly didn't run a play when it got down to 30 seconds than it was that McCarthy didn't call the timeout of 50. And no one said a word about Philly not doing that. One sec. There's no – it doesn't matter. The only thing you can argue for McCarthy calling a timeout is that they want to get the ball at the 10-yard line with 50 seconds left and do something. I don't think they did want to do anything because he was worried. He had a nice first half going. The Eagles were not going to go for it. They couldn't move the ball all game. They're going to take a risk with 20 seconds to miss it, and our good friend thinks, oh, there's not enough time with 13 seconds left from the 50-yard line to get a field goal the other way. They were not going for it. And by the way, Mikey agreed with us, Gil, on that text, but the best he could do, the (laughs) best he could do was be like, it's not the 10 words. Did you see see how, like, Mikey, he totally agrees with me and you, but he can't bring himself to be, like, confrontational with a certain person, so he chas v'shalem, he should say anything bad, so he, like, he, like, sugarcoats it and is like, well, you guys are kind of right, but he's not totally wrong. Chas v'chalila that he should say something. 
for the other exactly. tribe. Mike, you know, Mikey's a great guy around Christmas time. He tells you all about truth and yeah. virtuous men and uh, people right. and uh, all those beautiful poems. Uh, but when it comes time to agree with people, no, he's nowhere to be found. All right. Uh, final best <laughs> bet here. Did, Todd, oh. did you want to snake this? Because I'm the one who's had to duplicate twice here. Did you want to snake I want to let you around? go first. Why don't we let I'll you go, go first? first yes. Because I got because I got duplicated twice. Yeah. Uh, my third one, call me square is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, is it six and a half or seven? I don't even care. I'd rather have a six and a half, but seven, fine. Um, I just believe that this one is not one I'm going to overthink. Tom Brady, obviously the mainstream media wants to talk about the narrative of Tom Brady going back to play, to play Bill Belichick. I think that Tom Brady and Gronk will be satisfied with no less than like 17 touchdown mm. passes between them. I think they will name their score, and I think there is no limit to how much they want to score in this game. And there is no way, you just said it about the New England receivers, that offense cannot keep up with what Tampa Bay is about to destroy them with. Um, and, and New England will not be able to, New England doesn't have James White, they won't be able to run on this defense either. Did you see the game? They can't do anything throwing the ball. Even if Matt Brown knows exactly who to throw the ball to, the guys are not open. I don't Hunter Henry for six yards is not an offense. I don't think that no. seven is nearly enough. I think the narrative of this big, you know, revenge game that they're trying to make it out to be is what's actually keeping this muted. I think this should be way more than that. I'm taking Tampa Bay and prove me wrong, New England. It's as simple as that. I yeah. agree with you, Gil. And, the, and you should take the over on two and a half touchdown passes by Tom Brady as well, because there is no way in hell they get inside the 10 yard line and they run the football this week. He is going to, if he can throw five touchdowns this week, you better bet your ass. He's going to throw five touchdowns yeah. this week. So it's the over call. two and a half touchdowns it's for Brady call. as well. What yeah. do you make of Team the new total. England defense? I think the new England defense is pretty good. They, they might good. be. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. And they were hamstrung last year. But it doesn't matter, year. Mike. They can't move the ball. I, they uh, I, I can't recall a game where a team I thought was decent, and I don't say Jets, I don't say Bears, but a team I thought was decent on offense could not get a yard without being covered. I, I kept telling Mitch, look at this. Nothing is coming easy for New England every play, and that's why it was 50%. They had defenders draped on every receiver, no matter if it was 5 yards, 15 yards, 25 yards. It's just like the Steelers. You watch yeah. the Steelers, there's nobody running wide open. Every every time Ben completes a pass, there's a guy draped on the receiver. You've got to have people in the NFL. You, I mean, you guys watch the games. When Tampa Bay receivers go out, the guys are wide open. They're standing there by themselves to catch the ball. It's like ridiculous. It's actually, Arizona Cardinals guys running wide open. If I may just be serious for a second, it, it's 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 actually what you're doing, Todd. It's actually a great exercise that everybody should do if they're serious about handicapping football. This is why the advent of the all-22 footage was such a big deal when it became available to everybody. Like, you know, Peter King, I probably told this story many times before. Peter King, when he used to be a Giants beat reporter, used to have votes for the Hall of Fame. And now that he's a big Maher national you know, thing, I saw him at MIT, and obviously being a Washington football fan, I asked him, I go, you know, because I knew he voted against Art Monk all those years. And he was like, yeah, well, Gary Clark was the guy we were afraid of in the 80s with the Skins and, and the Giants. And I said, if you had, had the all, if you had all the all 22 footage, do you think you would have thought differently? Because you will see that the defense completely cares about Monk, whereas Clark and Sanders get to run free. And he's like, well, you know what? Actually, I might have. And so what you're doing is essentially that same exercise which, you know, you won't get from the, your general broadcast on a daily basis. I know Matt goes back and watches games, too. And you can notice these things. And that's really football, right? That's cool. where you can tell where the advantage yeah. is. And, 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 Todd, you just mentioned the, these two teams. And these are the two teams. And 
this isn't for every bankroll because I understand it takes a little bit bigger of a bankroll if you want to pile against teams in game whenever they're already losing. But if if you're afforded to do so, the Patriots and the Steelers are both teams that in game I will pile against as long as they get down. I will continue to pile against them over and over and over and over again in game because they're not built to come back. These teams cannot come back from double digit deficits. It's just not going to happen. There's no wide receivers on the Patriots side that can get open at all. And and then you look on the Steelers side, Big Ben doesn't really want to push the ball down the field all that much anymore as it is anyway. And that team's not built to come from behind. So again, it's it's not for everyone, but it, it is a strategy that I'm going to implore moving forward because they these teams are not coming back from double digit deficits. It's just not happening. Such a, I had such New a Orleans. great point. I had New Orleans on the end game for that exact reason because, mm. by the way, New Orleans didn't do anything on offense. Two of their touchdowns came, one on a yeah. pick six, one on a, what was almost a pick six. So it's not like New Orleans killed them on offense. New Orleans won the game because they didn't make any mistakes and they let New England make the mistakes and New England couldn't move the ball. Jacoby Myers catching an eight-yard out pass with a guy draped on him and then they throw it for five yards to Hunter Henry. That's not offense. You can't make an 18-play drive every time. You're going to get stuck with field goals, which is what they always get stuck with. Field goals. And by the way, Bill Belichick didn't go for it. I don't know if you guys noticed this. They were down 14 nothing late first half, and it was like fourth and one, I think. And he didn't go for it. And I think it's because he knew he couldn't make it. But, you know, I'm telling you, if you watch these games, especially go back afterwards, you can pick up, like you were saying, Gil, you can pick up lots of nuggets yeah. of what's yeah. happening in these games. That's why I watched that Arizona game, and I was shocked when it was 13. I mean, I was just giving you guys the business. I mean, I, I personally think you were somewhat fortunate to cover that game. But when Jacksonville was up 13-10, they literally handed it to that Robinson guy every single play. Well, and they went right down the field for a touchdown. Todd, Todd, Urban Meyer just discovered that he has James Robinson. Like for two and a half games, he was like, oh, maybe I should use this guy. That guy was like he was a great rookie running back, and he went ahead and he drafted uh, Etienne on top of it. It's like he didn't even know what he had, and it's like he made a concession. You know, let's go with James Robinson. Oh, wait, we went right downfield and scored? Like, I, I just don't think Urban But it was Meyer's, shocking to me, Gil. Yeah. But that was shocking to me that they could hand the ball off up 13-10, eight times in a row. I mean, when do you see that in the NFL where you could just hand yeah. off eight times in a row and get a touchdown? It doesn't happen. And they just literally were going six, seven, eight the, yards of play. The Cowboys and then did they it, get the touchdown. The Cowboys did it with Emmitt Smith to start the second half of a Super Bowl against the Bills. The yeah, one in many, they did it with like nine straight runs. They just kept running. Yep. Stop me if you can. Yep. Mm -hmm. We got to get Mikey out of here, so you're number two oh. pick. You're number three pick. My right? number three pick is the Green Bay Packers. For all the reasons we talked about this Steelers, how poor this offensive team is. I mean, they can't even hand the ball off to Najee Harris because he's going to get hit in the backfield. They got to throw it to him 19 times. 19 targets. Ben, ben, Big Ben looks to me like he's now a bottom third quarterback in the NFL. He's just, he, he can't move. And like you said, Todd, they're just jump balls he's throwing up there to covered receivers. Uh, the Packers, I think the defense has improved since the halftime of the of the Detroit Lion game. I was pretty impressed with them against San Francisco. I mean, they, they got out to, to daylight there in that game and then had to come back. But, uh, boy, I think this game, if you can get less than a touchdown here in the six and a half, I think it's worth a play. So your play is on? The Packers. The Packers. Packers minus seven. I just oh. want to say, the, the, look, Ben Roethlisberger, you're, you're taking a shot at my hometown club. And I know everybody wants to say Ben Roethlisberger's done, and granted, he can't move around. He can't do a lot of stuff no more. But he's got two problems. He's got no offensive line. It looks like those guys aren't getting fed any big mills because they can't block anybody. And he's got no separation in the wide receiver. He does, but you're giving him a lot of excuses there, you yinzer. 
Like, he can't throw and the ball downfield. I, that's why I'm putting him in the bottom half, but I'm not putting him in the bottom third. Oh, <laughs> I think that's, bottom third is kind. I'm putting him I, I thought I thought Mike misspoke. I thought he meant in the bottom three. Because I have him, like, like, like uh, down the bottom, like, guys are, bottom three. guys are way bad. You, word of Pittsburgh uh, Stowers, this is one of the Hall of Fame quarterbacks of the world. He is. Okay, whatever. He is a he, Hall he of is. Famer, but it's like it's painful to watch, man. It's like Father pain. Time is undefeated. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. And and Mike, it's six and a half. Don't let him get. Don't let him there, you go. there you oh, go. There you go, Todd. You've been cheating us for years, Paul. Six, six and a half I'm across at the, the board. lines right here. I got all sevens all the way across the board right here. You're telling me it's six and a half? Come on now. Six, six and a half. Where, where, where are those? Every legal book within a uh, hundred miles of, of Green Bay. I mean, what, where are you getting those lines, <laughs> Todd? You really have. Like if, we, if we go do an autopsy of past years, you will have been one cheating second, us for One second, years. Gilly. Gilly, yeah. first of all, yeah. every single week I always said I was just the worker. You were the supervisor. And we would always say to you, Gilly, is this fair? And you would always give your, your seen, fair or not fair. True. That's true. But I've ceded that to you, you this year. And it's a little bit of shenanigans. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think there's any <laughs> shenanigans. I have minus 7 plus 105. I'll grant you that. You want to give Mikey a minus six and a half for all the times he tried to steal a half a point years past? Fine. Well, if how about this then? There won't be there because there's there's no there's no juice difference at South Point. It's six and a half at South Point, so Mike will take the six so the, the South Point. Excellent line. point, Matt. Excellent point. There we go. All right, yeah, he'll take the South. Point. Who wants? All right, we're gonna have Sadaka. It's Sadaka week here at the ballpark. Mikey gets six and a half charity. Sadaka. Sadaka. Neil Sadaka. Neil Sadaka. How come your Hebrew sucks so bad? Why do you do that ultra-religious, horrible Hebrew? Because I was raised in a cult called ultra-Orthodox Judaism. Oh. And this is how we talk. We have our own thing. We're not part of your whole secular Jew nonsense from Israel. La Cosa Nostra over here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, I, here's what I do. I either do the full ultra-Orthodox cult or I renounce Judaism entirely. Okay. It's one or the other. I'm sorry I asked. I'm sorry I asked. Your, <laughs> your third and final pick, Matt. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Yeah, so the two that I really, really like, I'll save for the teaser here because the number's gone. I have a bet on the Chiefs. I have a bet on the Bucks as well, but I got those at five and a half. And so I'll make that the teaser leg whenever we come back around. So for this for this uh, exercise here, I'll take the Cowboys against the Panthers. Um, this is a... This is a team that we knew was going to have a fantastic offense coming in, but we thought, okay, fantastic offense is only going to get you so far. If you can't stop the other team from scoring, it doesn't really matter. Well, what we've gotten out of this defense so far, and all credit to Dan Quinn, is he has stepped in and he's given multiple different looks. He is out there confusing people, giving, uh, really making these quarterbacks question whether they're making the right decisions or not. He took the bold stance of, taking your number one pick that's a middle linebacker and sticking him at defensive end and saying, oh, by the way, you're too good and we have a weakness over here. You need to go and play defensive end. And he's done that very well as well. And no, Carolina, and, and Todd, you said this earlier, you don't, you didn't know what their what their rankings were, DVOA and all stuff like that. It's one. They're the, they're the number one rated defense, DVOA in the NFL. They're the number, number one against the pass, number one against the rush. Pro Football Focus has them ranked number one as well. And all of this has to do with, look, you can only play the teams that are in front of you. We've said this a couple of different times so far. But that being said, they've gotten the Jets and a rookie quarterback making his first start in the NFL. They got the Saints. Jameis Winston, the jury is still out on whether he this guy is any good or not. Like, we, we have no idea. He hadn't thrown for 150 yards for that, in a game. Man. They deserve credit for that. Yeah, and, and, and they do. They do, for sure. But whether he's good or not, I still can't. I still can't get there just yet. And then they got the Texans with Davis Mills making his first start in the NFL as well. Now you get one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league coming. Uh, you're going to his place in in there in Dallas. And J.C. Horn going down at corner was a very big thing for this team. He was playing very, very well as a rookie. Yes, they went out and traded for C.J. Henderson, but I don't know how well he's going to be able to just step in on three days of practice being in there, not knowing any of the defensive schemes, not knowing how they run that defense. He'll be good for them in a couple of weeks. I don't know how good he's going to be for them this week. The other thing that I like about this Dallas team is on the offensive side of the ball, they started to understand that they don't have to run everything through Ezekiel Elliott. This was probably from the top down where Jerry Jones was putting the mandate in, say you have to run Zeke 20 times a game. Well, Tony Pollard is every bit as good and arguably better than Ezekiel Elliott is right now. And he's about getting 50-50 on these touches in the times where it actually matters in the game. And I, I really like that they've gotten away from what they used to do and they've gotten into a spot where we're going to do what's optimal for this team to win games. And Dak plus Amari Cooper plus CD Lamb plus Ezekiel Elliott plus Tony Pollard, they're, it's just a completely different animal from anything that the Panthers have seen so far. Uh, I'll take the, I'll lay the four and a half with them uh, at home against this Panthers team. I think this is when they start to come back down to earth. Matt, do you draw a line somewhat through that Saints performance in week two with all the COVID issues and the coaching and that week where they really didn't get to practice and they just were terrible. They only had six first downs. Carolina scored on the opening drive and totally dominate. And then they came back and played so well against New England, at least defensively. I kind of draw a line through that week two on the Saints. I've seen nothing offensively from them really all season is the only thing for me, Mike. I mean, yeah. that was a horrible spot. Like that was a terrible spot, but they haven't done anything in any of the games. And, and you know, you look at that week one where it's like, yeah, Jameis threw for five touchdowns. But, I mean, that was a bunch of short field situations. That was a bunch. Of the, it was the deep. This defense is awesome. The Saints defense is awesome. They have certainly put this offense in the best possible position. And they've run the ball fairly well. 
But again, I, I, I don't, I don't think that this offense is going to be able to, to get by with Jameis Winston at quarterback playing the way that he's playing and, and having no receivers. Don't get me wrong. They have no, they have no receivers either on, on the team. So I don't know. I think this Cowboys team is for real. I put in a Super Bowl future on them yesterday. I, um, I feel pretty good about, about this team. I think they have a, a, a decent chance at, at getting the number one overall seed in the NFC. I hope people realize who are listening to this show because the Megapod audience is often different from the VEASAN audience. Um, and by the way, first two shows of the year for the Megapod are top five all-timers uh, at VEASAN in the podcast thing. But I hope folks who are unfamiliar with Matt realize, and just from this show you can tell, Matt dives into football, dives into golf too, by the way, as deep or if not deeper than anybody I know and is as sharp on both sports as anybody I know. And those are just two sports that I'm aware of. He probably, he probably has more. But I hope people realize that, and he's on primetime action every single night. That's my plug for primetime action. You are too, you're, you're, you're too kind, Gil. It, it, is, it is the Matt, truth. Matt, how do you feel it about Braun Beast? Matt, how do you feel about Braun Beast scoring in the last 50 minutes against Lyon in the uh, Europa League? <laughs> I, I, can tell you, I can tell you this. Uh, I have a New Year's resolution, and my New Year's resolution is to not bet one single time on soccer in, the, uh, in all of 2021. I have made zero soccer bets, and so I've only got a couple of months to go. I might as well see this thing through. That, that was legit his New Year's resolution, by the way. By the way, what are the odds on whether you will? Is it minus 950 that you're not going to? <laughs> I, oh, yeah, at this point, I've gotten this far. I'm, 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 I've got NFL to keep me occupied. Todd, Todd, third and final best bet. And by the way, I hate to tell you, Danielle Collins, straight set winner. My apologies. And what was the final? Straight set winners. But well, he won his away so I, many games. Oh, I laid five and a half. Oh, she won, she won six two six four. So you would have yes. won. You did. You I did win. It? You bet it. Yes. It, nice. Yes. Well done. Okay. Call it minus five and a half. Minus one forty-five. Thank you much. Okay. Uh, my last pick. I am going to go with the. I mean, I hate this board as I always. Every week I hate this board. Uh, under forty-five in the Broncos game. You know what? It's a Broncos game. They go under every week. Why do they go under every week? Because Teddy Two Gloves is going to throw a little short passes. They're going to run the ball, and they have a strong defense. I know the Chubb guy is out, but I still think their defense is very good. Um, I think the Ravens. I, I think the Ravens. Uh, Matt talked about how the Ravens are getting a whole bunch of guys back on defense. That has to help defensively. I don't see Denver scoring a ton of points. Maybe twenty. This game feels like 23-20, a lot of field goals in this game to me. I think both teams are going to play well defensively. Both teams are going to try to run the ball, which is always good for the under. We love under running the football. And, uh, you know, if you beat me, you beat me. But 45, it seems like a lot of points in a Denver Broncos game. So give me under 45 in the Broncos against the Ravens. You think they're going to score 43, so you're going under 45. That doesn't give you a lot of margin of error, Todd. Well, um, how many points do you think these games are off by, Mike? Well, I don't know. I usually like to have three and a half to four points off of a total before I make a total bet of what I think. It okay, well, I, I I was just giving an example of what, you know, could still happen. 23-20 is a lot of field goals. You know, that's three field goals for one team, two field goals for another. I was trying to give an example of a lot of field goal games. Okay, maybe I think it's going to be 21-17. Now are you happy? Wow. That's better. Wow. That's better. I, okay. I like your pick thank better. You. All right. Okay, thank you. All right. Um, I don't know if you know this, odds on happens at the top of the hour, so we've got to roll here. Teaser leg, two-team, six-point teaser leg of the week. Matt. Chiefs and Bucks, it is, both of those teams are going to roll. Look, this Chiefs team is, is still at the very top of the NFL and, and EPA for play on the offensive side of the ball, on early down success rate or on the offensive side of the ball. The problem is, is they just have had 
some really, really, really bad turnovers. And that's just not going to continue. And it's certainly not going to continue this week against this Philadelphia Eagles defense, who, by the way, we thought was going to be a strong suit for this team. And it has not been so far this year. I do understand whenever you look at it, you say, but the Chiefs defense has been so bad. But the Chiefs defense, look who the Chiefs have played. I mean, like the Chiefs have played a very tough schedule. Gil, you and I talked about this on the program yep. before the NFL season started, where we said, hey, look, the Chiefs are still going to be good, but this is not a cakewalk to start this season. It is a like Browns, Ravens, Chargers. It's not an easy way to start the season. And so, yes, it has been a bad defense against really, really good teams. Like all three of those teams are good playoff caliber teams. Now you get the Eagles who are not bottom feeders. I've only got to get a one point win out of the Chiefs here. Give me that. And for everything you mentioned earlier about the Bucs, like I think this could be an absolute route in this thing. Not only that, they get Antonio Brown back this week as well. So that's just one more weapon that Tom Brady has to attack because he's off of the COVID list as of today. So it's just a bad, bad, bad matchup here. And typically the way that this Patriots team beats teams that are way better than them is Belichick outthinks the quarterback and he is he he knows a way to to really slow down. That's not happening with Tom Brady here. That's there, there's no chance that that's happening here. He is going to feel zero pressure whatsoever. They're going to roll as well. Give me one point wins with the Chiefs and the Bucks this week. I absolutely love it. I, I cannot argue with it. I'm just I, I could do it too, but I'm going to go Bucks. I don't see how you can't have the Bucks. Bucks and Bengals. I'm going to do it tonight. Bucks and Bengals. If the Bengals go down, I'm going down hard every which way. Survivor teaser. Every which way. So, oh, you're taking the Bengals in Survivor? I think I am. I think I am. Wow. Yeah. You have one? Mm -hmm. One left? You're going to put it all in? I think so. Wow. Well, good luck to you. Thank you, sir. I think you have to. I, I have think that's to. the play, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the that's play. That's the play. I'm not going to use the Bucks in the teaser. I'm going to go Chiefs tight. This poor Jets, this Zach Wilson, this kid just has nothing. I mean, he's got nothing to work with. Um, I'm, I'm impressed by the fact that the Titans were able to bounce back from a poor performance against Arizona and rally on the road in Seattle, slow down Russell Wilson in the second half. I just can't see this Jets team mustering much. I mean, this is a team that's going to – what are they going to score in a game, 13? I mean, they're just – they're terrible. They can't move the ball. He's got he's got no time. He's got no receivers to throw to. And, and Matt talked about the Chiefs. Todd? I'm going to take – I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. I also like the fact that the Chiefs lost last week, which means, and the week before, which means they've got to, you know, they've got to, like, start concentrating. I mean, clearly the Chiefs could easily be 3-0. and They were up 35-24, and, and um, uh, Mahomes throws that interception. They should have won that game, and they could easily won on Sunday as well. So we, we all know about the Chiefs. I mean, come on, the Eagles... I usually don't like going against a team that's been blown out the week before, but you're only asking the Chiefs to win the game. So I'll take the Chiefs minus the one. And, uh, I mean, I like all the, the the legs that you guys were talking about. I'm going to go with the Bengals one, too, because I just think the Bengals are a much better football team than um, Jacksonville. I think going into Pittsburgh, albeit Pittsburgh is not good anymore, but still going on the road at Pittsburgh and, you know, they, they really just – they handled the Steelers. It wasn't even like a close game. They handled the Steelers with no problem whatsoever. Now you're asking them to handle a Jacksonville team that's going on the road. That doesn't seem to be that hard. So I'm going to take Bengals and Chiefs. I'm saying, if Urban I'm Meyer, saying. if Urban Meyer and the Jaguars can beat you, tip of the cap, tip of the cap. All right, uh, final two questions. We always end the show with this, sort of like an inside the actor studio kind of thing. Big favorite, most likely to lose outright. Bengals. Here are your candidates. Bengals, seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home tonight against the Jaguars. Uh, Bills, 
16-and-a-half <laughs> uh, or 17-point favorites at home against the Texans. The Saints, 7-and-a-half-point home favorites against the Giants. Titans, I'm a little scared about your Titans really? one, by the way, yeah. Well, that'll be your answer then. Seven-point favorites on the road against the Jets. <laughs> Chiefs, seven-point favorites on the road against the Eagles. And finally, of course, oh, no, a couple. Packers, six-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Steelers. And the Buccaneers, seven-point favorites on the road against the Patriots. Which, Matt, is the one most likely to lose outright? I guess I'll go with the Saints. Uh, the Giants have not been inept on offense, and Daniel Jones has actually been pretty good so far this year and the defense is really the thing that's been uh letting this giants team down if they can step up even just a little bit because again the saints offense i just don't believe in it so if i had to pick one i'd take that but honestly uh I, this these are pretty good matchups for all these teams um i'm gonna step in i i actually agree with you i actually am gonna say the saints the difference is because we talked about this a little last night matter you brought this up Derrick Henry's sort of a get-out-of-jail-free card that even if everything else is going wrong for you, you just give him the ball and milk it to the end and just get out of dodge with a win. I don't think the Saints have that kind of thing. And if Jameis has bad Jameis day, that would be the team that would lose. I think that's probably the best bet. I agree. Those. I say Saints because yeah. I think the Giants are the best of the teams that are playing against these that are getting a touchdown, right? I think. Did you are. say Steelers-Green Bay? Nobody said Steelers Green. What do you mean? We all said the Saints. <laughs> we all said the Saints. No, no. I'm saying, did you pick? Is that one of the choices? Yes. Yeah, six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's on you, Todd. I mean, I, I mean, I kind of agree with you guys because I think the Saints, the Saints offense is really not that good, but the Saints defense is great. I think the Saints will win the game, but it wouldn't shock the world if the Giants, you know, pulled one out of their tuchus. Out of their tuchus. It's Yiddish. Yeah. Final question. Yeah. You're betting every – you live in a bizarro world. You have to bet a side on all 16 of these games except for one. One game you get a free pass on. You want no part of it whatsoever. That game, Matt, would be. Washington football team and the Atlanta Falcons. Who the hell are either one of these teams? I have no idea that that, that easily for me. I don't, I don't know. I can't tell heads or tails either one of these teams right now. Two weeks ago I said Giants-Washington. Last week I said Atlanta and the Giants. <laughs> So I think I'm contractually obligated to say Atlanta-Washington this week. And those two games, by the way, I think I was sort of validated. They were impossible to figure out in the end. I had to remind myself Atlanta even won that game last week. And the week before, we remember Washington won on that uh, Dexter Lawrence jumping off sides and a second Dustin Hopkins kick. So I think it's Atlanta-Washington, even though I would really like to think that Chase Young and that defensive line are going to be in the backfield all day long and they're going to kill Matty Ice. Washington better win because if they're one and three, they're going to be one and seven or one and eight. Yours. Mikey. I want no part of the Colts and Dolphins. Ooh. No part of the Colts and Dolphins. I'm not sure. Are the Colts really this bad? Yes. Yes. They're bad. <laughs> they're they're really bad. That, they're really that bad? Yeah. Carson Wentz. Amal Shaw called for Carson Wentz to retire. He said he's an Carson embarrassment. Wentz. Here's the problem with Carson Wentz. He had that great <laughs> first season where he was so amazing. He's so amazing. Carson Wentz, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. Then he got injured, and ever since, he has not been amazing anymore. So I think he's still, he still gets that credit from being that great quarterback that one season. They're, they're no good. The Colts are just not good. I mean, I don't know. you got to watch these games. They're, they're terrible. But okay, anyways, the game that I don't want any part of <laughs> is the Raiders against the Chargers. Monday because night. who knows? What the hell is going to happen in this game? 
I know it's going to come down to the end. There's going to be some crazy-ass fourth down that Gruden might go for it. He doesn't go for it. The other team decide. the Chargers decide to go for it on fourth and nine. By the way, can we give them balls credit for going for it on fourth and nine Well, at the end no, there? We, we, I mean, let's be honest. What the hell were they doing? What the hell were they doing? That was a little, <laughs> that was a little wild. I mean, especially they get so then they get the PI, they convert it, and they're like, okay, now they're just gonna milk it down and kick the chip shot field goal. Now, and maybe, then the idiot runs at the end zone. Well, no, then they threw they two threw passes. It. They threw it into they the end zone twice. They threw a 16-yarder Williams. That and they game threw a has to yarder. end with a 30-yard field goal. Okay. I mean, or 20-yard field. I mean, you, what are you doing there? Why would you give it back to Mahomes? And if he hits a hail mary, you lose because you right. blew the extra point. I mean, it worked By the out. Way, I was but... telling you. I was telling Gil about this. There was a game, some college game I was watching. I can't remember who it was. And I needed no more scores. And for and it was one team was winning by one point. I think it was the Appalachian State game. They were winning by one. And they had the ball. And the other team, there was a timeout with from the 20-yard line. The other team told their players, don't tackle the oh, guy yeah. Yeah. because yeah. then we'll, we'll be down eight and we'll at least get the ball back, right? So he was smart. Now, the Appalachian State coach told his guys, if you get the first down, fall down. So this was the most ridiculous, funny play in football. They handed off. The guy, they didn't even make it look like they were going to tackle him. They, like, parted the Red Sea for this guy to just run, and he runs to, like, the six-yard line and falls down, and that was the game. So they're starting to get smarter and smarter with these coaches, but I guess they weren't smart in the in the, in the the Chargers game. But that was really a funny uh, game where the coaches are starting to realize Hey, I'm down one. I can't win unless I let them score. Both of the coaches were right, but then the App State betters who like were laying seven and a half and only one by one were like screaming, "Oh, bad beat!" They were never covering the whole game. No, it was the right. Yeah. No, but it was the right play. That's it right. was the right football play. Of course, it get was. the first down, fall down, the game is over. Betters are funny, funny people. Uh, all right, everybody, thank you for listening. Appreciate it for Matt Brown from Primetime Action, Todd Wishnev from Action, and just being a general, you know, man about town, Mikey Palm from uh, the D. And, of course, Circus Sports, the vice president of operations, and I should mention also the host of Odds On on VEASAN with Amal Shah. Coming up in 20 minutes. I, by the way, Gil, 11, Gil, 11, I call 11 the in the West, 2 in the East. I'm old school. I'm old school. I call that show the nuts. It used to be called the nuts. Just Another so friend know. of ours refuses to call it Odds On as well. Yeah. He I don't like on. Odds On so much. Well, how about the website Odds On Lombardi? Uh, you got to love oh, that. Oh, right. Huh? Have you got your subscription yet? No, so what's the odds on Lombardi thing? That's his website where he'll be putting his picks out every week. So that's called Odds on Lombardi, and your uh, show's it's called, called Odds, odds on. on. There could be. We might be having to name it. I'm thinking we rename Odds on the Amal Shaw experience. <laughs> Why don't you rename it one guy, one guy who eats healthy and one guy who doesn't? That would be a good one. Extremely healthy. He eats nothing. No desserts, no meats, no fish. Is nothing. that right? Oh, he's unbelievable. No, never had alcohol in his life. No meats? No Nothing, fish? no. What does he, he eat? He eats, you know, salads and stuff like this. He's, he's, he's also deceptively tall, that Amal Shaw. He is. He's very tall. He's also thin. He's also very, very thin. Whatever his yeah. real name is. That's got to be a Whatever stage name, right? Name Whatever his real name Whatever is. Whatever your real name is. <laughs> all right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Good luck with all your bets. Week four of the National Football League from the Megapod.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.